Welcome to the inaugural season of For the Win, a USC Annenberg Media podcast on sports and storylines. I'm your producer, Eddie Sun, and now here are your hosts. Welcome back to the final episode of For the Win this semester. Thank you so much to everyone for joining us. It has been a blast, but we're ready to go out with a bang. My name is Skylar Treppel, and I am joined by my amazing co-hosts, Jordan McGee and Dylan Schloss. And we have a lot of basketball to unpack. Yes, there's other things going on in the sports world. The Masters, football's always exciting. But the NBA is just on fire right now. And speaking of on fire, the Houston Rockets seem like a dumpster fire. They absolutely blew up. There was so much going on behind the scenes. We have P.J. Tucker with contract demands. Austin Rivers thinking he's not getting paid enough. And then, of course, Russell Westbrook wants to leave now. James Harden. Guys, where do the Houston Rockets go from here? And what the heck happened? Guys, what I'm seeing right now with this Houston Rockets team, ironically, right, is we're, we're watching history repeat itself with the same characters. I am literally watching what has happened with uh and and i'm not saying this from the management perspective i'm saying this from the players fleeing the city of james harden and russell westbrook abandoning the city of houston like the way they abandoned the the city of oklahoma city And, and the reason i say that is is merely because of what is going on right now um the second we saw that this whole team is essentially crumbling um from the top down um and 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 from management as well as the players, I really am curious to see this upcoming season. Do they just start from scratch? Is this good? This is going to be um, the Houston Rockets were never able really to go and finish the job with this all-star caliber team that they have. And now what's going to happen? They may not even have it again this season. I think they're going to have to start from scratch, and I don't know where they go from here. I honestly think the Rockets, you know, the situation that's going on. You know, it happens within every organization when there's players who are a little unhappy. Obviously. You know, they had high expectations the past couple of years um, getting out of the West, um, and they fell short, you know, we all know. But as long as you have James Harden, I, I feel like they're still in a really uh, good spot. They're going to remain competitive as long as they got the beard. Um, you know, they brought on Steven Silas, who's going to, you know, change the culture there a little bit. You know, he's going to implement his own system. Um, you know, Dan Tony. As, as brilliant of an offensive mind as he is, you know, uh, trying to run small ball to the biggest extreme that we've ever seen it, you know, failed um, in the playoffs. But I think Steven Silas is a breath, uh, a breath of fresh air that this franchise really needs. Um, and I'm interested to see, like, what his offense is going to look like. In terms of moves, I think if you can get off of uh, Russ's contract, that's going to help. Um, it, it's not going to be easy. It's easier said than done just to get rid of that amount of money. Um, but yeah, um, as long as they got the beard, I think they're still in contention. There's so much going on with this team. It's just out of control. I mean, Westbrook seems to be gone. But back to James Harden for a minute here. You know, Daryl Morey going to the 76ers. I thought that trade sounded pretty ridiculous and there was no way they were going to make it happen. But Now there's talk of Ben Simmons being traded straight up for James Harden, Harden with Embiid, opening up the paint for him. Do you guys see James Harden possibly going to the 76ers? And if so, what do you think of that fit? I mean, personally, um, if I'm the the Rockets, I'm holding on to James Harden. Like, he's untouchable to me. I mean, the guy's 
one of the best scorers historically. I mean, I don't care how controversial, you know, his step back is and if he's traveling. You know, regardless, he's the, if not the best ISO player in the game right now, he's definitely top three. Um, so if I'm the Rockets, I'm not giving up James Harden. I'd be interested for sure to see him in Philadelphia. Um, I think he would find more success um, playing for Doc Rivers with Embiid if they were able to get that done. So if I'm James Harden, I'm definitely open to the idea. But if I'm the Rockets, I'm I'm not trading James Harden. Um, he he's untouchable in my eyes. Yeah, if I'm the Rockets, I agree with you, Jordan. I'm not letting anybody touch him, and he's a non-factor. Um, essentially, I believe that he. Um, if if I'm the Rockets, I want a couple more years of a possible run in the playoffs and and just continuing um maybe finishing out this legacy on a high note um with his tenure with the Rockets. So yeah, I I agree with you. I I believe that uh he is a non-factor and he is an untouchable, but who knows? There's all this talk and lingering going around in the air. Could end up in Philadelphia with his old pal Daryl Morey. We'll see. It's really interesting because James Harden is such an amazing player, but he's had so many opportunities in Houston. Amazing regular seasons, and it just doesn't seem to come together in the playoffs. And what I wonder is, what else can this team do? And is that the way the Rockets feel? And is that the way James Harden feels? And Steven Silas is awesome. His dad's Paul Silas, and Paul Silas was a great coach. And Steven Silas has been an assistant coach in the NBA for 20 years. I would have loved to see him with Harden and Westbrook uh, getting that start and giving them the opportunity to play their games. But now we'll never know. We'll never know. So it'll be really, really interesting to see where the dominoes fall. And speaking of dominoes, Russell Westbrook is a huge domino and another polarizing player like James Harden. There are tons of rumors flying around about Russell Westbrook right now. Uh, the rumors are that he will go to Charlotte. The rumors are that he will go to New York. And Westbrook also tweeted out on his birthday when Stephen A. Smith called out James Harden and Westbrook saying they don't want to play together and Westbrook doesn't want to play with him anymore. Russ said, no, nah, I love playing with James Harden. This isn't true in his own words. So where does Westbrook go, do you guys think? I am all, I really truly believe that there is a chance that he ends up in New York on the Knicks. I really do. I know it sounds crazy. It's ludicrous. But I have bought into this, this possible dream fantasy that he goes to New York and plays with the Knicks. Listen, I'm a Nets fan, and I grew up a Knicks fan, but um, as time went on, I, I became a Nets fan. So, um, listen, I, I would be all for it, though, because I'd love to see good basketball in the city of New York. Could you imagine this, right? There's, there's, a, there's a little bit of a chance as well. Giannis is in the picture here, too. Giannis in New York. Imagine a Giannis-Westbrook duo for the New York Knicks. They would go from the laughing stock of the entire NBA and potentially the sports world to becoming one of the frontrunners for this upcoming season to be a champion. I would absolutely love it. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of different teams that are in the mix. There's Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've heard this story before. I think he's going big market, and, and I think he's bringing somebody with him. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, so as much as I'd love to see that, I just feel like his contract is going to be too hard to move. I mean, the guy is a unique talent. He's probably the most athletic. He's the most athletic player to ever play point guard. I, I think we can all get, agree on that. 
with Derrick Rose in his prime being a close second. But, you know, I think his contract, he's getting paid top-level money, and he's obviously he's an all-star player, but I don't know if that's a contract that the Rockets are going to be able to move. If I'm the Knicks, I'm 100% pulling the trigger on this. I mean, they're in the lottery consistently, and, you know, they had one of the worst records in the NBA last year with hopes of getting you know, a top three, if not the top pick, and they ended up with the fourth. You know, the lottery's not a guaranteed. Westbrook is. I don't think he's necessarily going to make them a contender by any means, but you need that first piece to attract other players, like Dylan was alluding to. Um, if they want any shot of getting another star player, you, are, you, you have an opportunity to go get Russ. So if I'm the Knicks, I'm pulling this trigger. If I'm the Rockets, I'm doing it as well, but... I just don't know if the Knicks are going to be willing to take on that contract. I think they're the only team that might entertain taking on that contract because around the NBA, I, don't, I just don't see why a team would commit to this guy long term. Uh, he's a great talent, but I don't know if he's worth the money he's getting paid. Really interesting stuff here. I'm going to entertain this scenario first and then bring up two other Westbrook scenarios for you guys. First of all, I love Russell Westbrook. He is a phenomenal player. We talk about Oscar Robertson, one of the best ever triple-double season. Westbrook did it three times. This guy is an unbelievably special talent, and he's become underrated as time has gone on. It is shocking that he hasn't performed in the playoffs as well as he should because he has that killer mentality. You know, Kobe and MJ have both said, that Russell Westbrook reminds them of themselves the most after Kobe retired and obviously MJ having been retired for a long time. Westbrook on the Knicks is exciting. He would make New York exciting again. And something else we're, think we're forgetting here, Kevin Durant is in Brooklyn. Just down the street, basically. So that reignites that rivalry too. The story writes and itself. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, no, no doubt. It's... It's generally good advice to stay away from the New York Knicks, but for some reason, Russell Westbrook on the New York Knicks would be really interesting, really entertaining, and I never thought about the possibility of Giannis joining him there, but they both have that killer mentality. They both have that sneer after they make a mean dunk on you, and I could actually see them playing together really well and that being an interesting scenario if Giannis were to want to leave Milwaukee for the bright lights. On the other rumor of Russell Westbrook joining Charlotte, Michael Jordan loves Russell Westbrook. He is obviously the owner of the Charlotte Hornets, the lead owner, and they've got Devontae Graham. What do you guys think of that idea? I mean, yeah, listen, on paper, right? We're, we're throwing out all these different crazy scenarios. Yeah, he could end up in New York. Yeah, what, yada, yada, yada. The idea of him, though, playing for the Hornets, I just don't see this guy this at this point in his career going to a small market. That's that's just my personal opinion. I just think that's based on his personality and based on trends that he's done in the past. He spent so much of his career giving and dedicating his career to Oklahoma City, and I really think that it was supposed to be a step in that direction by finally going to Houston for getting that recognition now under under a, a big market team. And, and I, I think that's what he's going to continue to do until it's time to hang up his jersey in the rafters wherever he lands up. But I, I listen, I love the idea. Don't get me wrong. I just don't see it happening, unfortunately. You know, my opinion on this, I think we got to keep in mind that 
Russ doesn't hold the chips in this situation. Like he's under contract, so he can't force a trade to a team that he wants. So to your point, Dylan, like obviously I think he wants to play in a big market, but you know, the Rockets are the ones that have his rights at the moment. No, 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 wait, yeah, yeah, wait, do you mind if I Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Because I agree with you, yeah. I do agree with you there. But as we saw in Oklahoma City, though, he, yeah, as much as he doesn't have 100% control, he's, he says something, it's going to happen. And if he doesn't want to play in the city that he wants to play in, and he doesn't want to get traded to a city he doesn't want to get traded to, he's going to have a little bit of sway there. I, I understand he's still under contract, don't get me wrong, I know he's not entering the free agency market this very second, but the point I'm making, though, is if you want something done, then they may listen. As we all know, Russell Westbrook does what he wants. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. Um, in terms of the Charlotte Hornets, you know, I'd, I'd 100% pursue this. I mean, they're kind of in the same position as the Knicks, except they're a small market. You know, they consistently are in the lottery. They're like, they're always a couple games out of making the playoffs in the East. Um, so if they can get Westbrook and reignite their franchise, potentially... You know, if you get Russell Westbrook, you could potentially get another star to potentially come. I, I mean, if I'm the Hornets, I'm definitely entertained by this. If I'm the Rockets, you know, um, if you could somehow get Devontae Graham out of this deal, uh, I'm, I'm excited about that. Him and, him and James might be a, a good, good backcourt um, for the Rockets to pursue. But, um, yeah, if I'm the Rockets, I'm pursuing this. If I'm Westbrook, you know, I know he has, he's very loyal to his uh, his sponsorship with Jordan, but to Dylan's point, I don't think he wants to go there, but I still think it's kind of out of his control at the moment. Very interesting stuff. No, I agree with you. You know, uh, Westbrook is a phenomenal talent who has made the finals and, and really should be a perennial contender. And he needs to work on finding that situation that is going to work for him. Phoenix is talking about uh, trading for Chris Paul. Maybe Westbrook could get in the mix there with some Devin Booker, some DeAndre Ayton. Who knows? But speaking of some young talent here, guys, let's move on to the draft. Very exciting draft coming up. Pretty rich class overall. It's not like there's a bunch of standouts here, but just a lot of great talent all around. So Let's talk here. What are you guys excited about in the draft? What do you expect to happen? And particularly, you know, if you guys have top three lottery picks in this particular case. Yeah, I had the absolute privilege two summers ago or last summer, uh, two summers ago, uh, to, to work at the NBA draft and get to see back scene, behind the scenes what goes on there. And I love this day more than anything. For me, this is like the Super Bowl. Like, I, I absolutely love NBA draft day. This is it. Um, as for the draft picks, I think the first three picks are a no-brainer whether the order that they actually go in maybe a little interesting but I'm going I, I firmly believe LaMelo Ball will be going first to the Minnesota Timberwolves I then believe that Anthony Edwards is going to go to Golden State Warriors um, and, and and James Wiseman is going to go third um, to the Hornets now let me bring something up though I got a dark horse here that people are sleeping on that could be that is ranked is projected to be in the top 10 but could go even higher and that is my man Onekia Okwangu out of USC. Ooh. I am all USC. I am all on the big O train. I love this guy. Um, I could see him moving up in the draft. I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. A lot of analysts, uh, including, you know what, I could see this happening, but a lot of analysts are predicting that he will go seventh to Detroit. But listen, I, I love this kid. I could see him going higher. That that's those are my top picks. And, and Big O is my dark horse in this year's draft. How about you guys? Um, so for me, I'd always saw you know, on paper, it seems like Anthony Edwards is the first pick um, 
to Minnesota, you know, they already have a point guard, so I didn't see why they would take LaMelo, and they also have a big in Carl Anthony Towns, so I didn't see why they would take Wiseman. But, you know, recent reports are saying that LaMelo's going back for a second workout, so he must have really impressed them. And LaMelo's agent, uh, Jermaine Jackson, is now following um, all the Minnesota executives, so that could be a, a tell for what um, the Timberwolves are thinking. In terms of the rest, I, I still think... Um, I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'll agree with you, Dylan, that I think Lomelo somehow goes number one overall. The thing with the, this draft is it's really top-heavy. A lot of people don't think it's as deep as previous drafts. So that being said, I, don't, I think there's going to be a lot of trades that happen draft night. Um, I think the Warriors pick for sure is still in play. I don't know. If they do pick someone, I see them taking Wiseman. Um, I just kind of had a revelation that I think the Timberwolves could potentially be picking for the Suns in this instance because um, I know the Timberwolves have been high on Devin Booker. You know, uh, D'Angelo Russell and Cat are there, and Devin Booker's the third piece to their best friend trio coming out of college. They were all best friends, so they could potentially swap Lamelo and something else for Devin Booker. Um, I I don't know, but I I expect the Warriors to pursue a bunch of trade options. I think. Um, it's in their best interest to try to get a player that can help them win, win now. In terms of a dark horse, I really like the Onyeka Okongwu pick for sure. Um, I've watched him since he was a freshman in high school at Chino Hills. You know, the guy's a beast. Um, but for me, I'm going to go with Isaac Okoro out of Auburn. And the thing with Isaac is I feel like he is a player who it's really going to depend on where he ends up. Um, where and that goes for most of these players. I feel like all these guys have a ton of potential. It really depends on the situation they end up in. But Isaac Okoro, for me, he reminds me of a young Andre Iguodala. You know, he's 6'6", 225. He can play the two or the three. Um, coming out of high school, he couldn't really shoot that well, but um, he shot pretty well at Auburn last year. Um, but what's got a lot of scouts talking is his defensive ability, um, which has drawn a lot of comparisons to Andre Iguodala. So... Uh, Isaac Okoro remains my dark horse for this draft so far. Matt Jordan, I absolutely love that Devin Booker take here. I am thinking the same thing. I'm not sure they pulled the trigger right away, but I still think they're picking for the Suns in that case. I still think that even next year, do a one-year trial. Give Devin Booker one more year in Phoenix, because allegedly they're saying he wants out soon too. And check out LaMelo Ball on the T-Wolves or pull the trigger right now. I love the fact that the three of them are best friends. And let's bring up that 10 years ago was the decision with LeBron James, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade. Three best friends from the same draft class. Could we see the same thing with Cat and Devin Booker? Obviously not through free agency in this case. And D'Angelo Russell. Phenomenal offensive talents, but surround them with veteran defensive talents and three-point shooting. And you never know what could happen. That's a really interesting pairing. So I also think that that very well could happen. That whether it's now, whether it's a year from now, the number one trick is pick is traded. As far as the number one pick, I do think it will be LaMelo Ball. He's an exciting player. What, he scored 99 points in a high school game. This guy is a special talent. He can score the ball. He can handle the ball. His defense can use a little bit of work, but there's definitely potential there. Number two on the Warriors. Yeah, I think you got Wiseman going there. Uh, seven foot one, all the skills in the world. And number three, I believe Anthony Edwards at six foot five and with 
pretty much every skill set you could ask for. He's one of those players where if he has the right development, if he has the right talent, he could become something very special in this league. As for my dark horse pick, this guy is projected to go like 19th, but I think he's a special talent. Cole Anthony, son of Greg Anthony out of UNC. I really like this kid. If you read his interviews, he has a chip on his shoulder. Because his father is an NBA player, people think he's had it easy, and he says he's willing to outwork anyone because of that. To me, that sounds if we're talking UNC here, that sounds like that Michael Jordan mentality of being able to outwork anyone. And his work ethic is allegedly stellar. He broke a freshman scoring record his first night before getting injured. So we didn't really get to see him, but I think Cole Anthony is being completely slept on. I think he's going to be one of the best players to come out of this draft, I would say. And so uh, it's going to be a really, really exciting draft. Everybody... That wraps up this season of For the Win. Thank you all so much for being here with us. It's been an absolute pleasure. And you will definitely hear more from us, whether through For the Win, whether in different capacities. And shout out to our producers, Eddie Sun and Sarah Co for all the amazing work that they have done with us. And Paris Wise, our co-host who could not be here today. It's been an absolute pleasure. And remember to always go for the win. Thanks for listening to For the Wind. 